Amen. I feel the presence of the Lord in this room here tonight. And your pastor took me and we ate until we could not eat any more this afternoon. And I give honor to your pastor and his sweet wife and their children. How many of you love your pastor tonight? Amen. Man, we love them. We appreciate them. And we ate until I don't know if it was right in the eyes of the Lord how much we ate today. But when I got back into my room, I really feel like the Lord helped me to feel the warfare that is going on in this area and the atmosphere. And many of you this week have probably had some warfare going on in your life. But I want you to know that the enemy is so nervous about this moment right now. And someone should just let hell know that you made it tonight. And no weapon formed against you could prosper. Amen. Amen. And we're going to give the devil a bad night tonight. I know I made you cry last night. I'm going to try to not make you cry tonight too much. If you have your Bibles, let's go to Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 29. And I, I know I mentioned it last night. Um, I'm so happy that my wife is here with me this weekend. And she is just the sweetest lady I've ever done met in my life, and um, I remember I heard one time out of a mentor that a young man asked him, he said, Brother Herring, why everywhere that you go do you give honor to your wife, and he looked at the man and said, I have one question, are you married, he said, no, he said, that makes sense, he who findeth a wife findeth a good thing, amen, some of you hyphen are about to get married here soon, so you better just get ready for that. I think I just spoke to someone's heart just now. <laughs> I know I talked about loneliness last night, but your husband and your wife are out there somewhere. Matthew chapter 14, if you have it, say amen. Amen. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there all alone. And the ship was now in the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. Let me just mention this right now, that you might be thinking that you are all alone in the center of a mess. But there's a God who's walking on the water. Jesus went forth walking on the sea. And when 
they saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But straightway Jesus said unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered unto him and said, Lord, if it really is you, then ask me to come unto you on the water. And Jesus said, come. And Peter was come down out of the ship. He walked on the water to go with Jesus. Now, I want to read one more verse to you tonight in the Psalms chapter 42, verse number 7. And I just want to take the first part of this verse here tonight. Deep calleth unto deep. Everyone read that with me one more time. Deep calleth unto deep. I was wondering what I was going to talk with you about tonight. And I promise I won't be long. And the Lord laid this on my heart. I'm going to talk to you on this subject. Let it go of the boat. Let go of the boat. Now here's what I want you all to do tonight. I know there's only a couple of us in the room. But how many of you know that. There is no accidents in the kingdom. And he knew who needed to be here tonight. And his word is going to help us tonight. So I want you to put your Bibles down. And would you just help me for one minute. I don't want to have to coach you now. You know how to pray. To call out to the Lord. I want you to lift your hands and lift your voice for the next couple moments. And I just want you to call out to the Lord right now. And ask that his word would be accomplished in this place tonight. Come on, lift your voice right now and help me pray tonight. In the name of the Lord, God, we need you right now. God, I pray for strength on your people tonight. I pray that the anointing of the Holy Ghost would rest strong in this room. I pray that your angels would be dispatched to this place tonight. And I pray in the name of Jesus that somebody would be encouraged and somebody would be lifted and that lives would be changed and that, Lord, futures would be altered tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. And we're going to give you praise right now and we're going to give you glory and we're going to give you honor in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now if you're ready for his word, put your hands together right now and shout the name of Jesus one more time and glorify his name in this place right now. Father, we love you tonight. We praise you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and tell him, let go of the boat. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. In this hour that we are living in, I believe that we need a generation of radical believers. We need a generation who is not afraid to walk in the realms of the Spirit. We need a generation like Shadrach, 
and Meshach and Abednego that refuses to give up what they believe in the sight of the enemy. And I believe that in this hour we need a generation who is not satisfied with just walking in the motions of religion. But rather I believe that we need a generation who refuses to settle for the lukewarm attitude of the church of North America. But I'm going to tell you what we need tonight. We need a generation of hyphen tonight who will who will rise up to the occasion and say, I'm not worried about who thinks what about me. I'm not worried about what the rest of the church is doing, but I'm ready to walk in the deep places of God. I'm ready to fast until my belly button falls off. I'm ready to pray until my knees are callous because I want to go to the deep places of God. For way too long, the church has been complacent with the mundane. For too long, we have allowed the culture of the world to affect what it means to really be a believer. For too long, we have relied on the enticing words of men's wisdom when we know that it is only the anointing that can break the yoke of bondage off of a man or a woman. For too long, we have relied on good music. And I love the music tonight. But we have relied on good music that will take us into the presence of the Lord. For too long, we have relied on the coffee on the weekends that will bring the guest in. For too long, we have relied on man-made things but I believe tonight that I'm looking at a group of hyphen age who are tired of having church as normal I believe I'm looking at a group tonight who is tired of just going through the motions I wonder if there's anybody in here who is hungry and thirsty for more of God than you have ever had before I wonder tonight if there is anybody in here who says, I refuse to settle for the mundane. I wonder tonight if there's anybody in here who wants to walk with God in ways that you have never walked with Him before. And I've come to tell you tonight that if you are hungry, He's not going to deny you. He's not going to leave you. But He will answer that prayer. We are called to be nothing less than radically apostolic. I want you all to say radical. For the longest time, I didn't realize that I didn't know what it meant to be radical. For the longest time, I believed that the radicals were the weirdos. The longest time I believed that the radicals were the not normal ones. But I looked up the definition of radical the other day and it blew my mind because radical means to go to the root of. The word radical literally means that we become like the original all over again. The original church, they prayed until there was a rushing mighty wind 
that settled in the house. The original church, they prayed in the upper room until revival hit their nation. The original church prayed until the place they were in began to shake under the power of the Holy Ghost. The original church worshipped until chains were loosed off of those who were held captive. The original church preached the gospel to every creature. The original church laid hands on the sick and they recovered. The original church watched as God raised the people out of the wheelchairs. The original church raised the dead. The original church cast out devils. The original church turned their world upside down. The original church prophesied until the return of the Lord Jesus. Jesus and the original church knew what it was when angels walked in into the building and if the original church saw it and God did it for them this radical generation is going to see it happen all over again oh if you believe that clap your hands right now If this was what the original church saw, who are we to settle for anything less? If this was what the original church saw, who are we to be complacent with where we are right now? Because my Bible says that we will see greater in these last days than they have ever seen before. And I believe it's going to happen in this church. I believe it's going to happen in this hyphen group. saw Jesus walking on the water no man had ever walked on the water before and Peter asked a request of Jesus he said Lord if it's you bid me to come on the water I don't know about you I've never walked on water before Sometimes I wear my life jacket and I float on the water. But I never walked on no water in the middle of a storm. You can just imagine as the Apostle Peter is trying to gain his balance, holding on to that boat, knowing that no man has ever experienced what I'm about to experience, knowing no man has ever walked on the water before. And he's holding on. I can just imagine tonight. I'm, maybe he's way better of a man than I am, but I don't like water too much. I can just imagine his white knuckles holding on to that boat as the Lord says, come to me. Come to me. I want you to walk in these waters no man has ever been in. I want you to walk on these waters that no man has ever asked me to walk in. Come on, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. But Peter, you've got to let go of the boat. In order to walk in the realm that no man has ever walked in, Peter, you're going to have to let go of the thing that makes you feel comfortable. In order to walk on the water, you are going to have to let go of the thing that makes you feel like you are in control. Hello? Peter, if you want to walk on this water, 
you've got to let go of the boat. Ladies and gentlemen, I hear a drawing in the spirit tonight. I hear a drawing to everyone in this room. And there is a drawing for you to begin to walk in waters that you have never seen before. And there's a drawing for you to walk with the Lord in ways that you have never walked before. But I'm going to tell you something. If you want to walk in the realms of the Spirit, you've got to let go of that carnality that's on that boat. You're going to have to let go of that comfortability that is within that boat. You're going to have to give up control which is on that boat. And you have to follow the lead of the Lord and I see his hand stretched toward us tonight is there anybody in this room who's ready to let go of the boat and say God I don't know where you're taking me I don't know what this is going to be like but one step at a time I'm going to follow you I'm going to pursue you where you lead me I will follow God is calling you to deeper waters in the spirit than you've ever been. And just like Peter had to let go of that boat, you are going to have to let go of the boat of comfortability and control. And you're going to have to follow after Jesus to the place where you begin to walk on the depths of the waters where no man has ever gone before. The Bible tells us that blessed is the one who hungers and thirsts after righteousness for they shall be filled. And we know that Jesus is righteousness. So another way that we can we can let this be heard is blessed are they who hunger and thirst after Jesus for they shall be filled. Do you want to know why why that he was the one who walked on the water and no one else was? Because he had the courage to ask. He had the courage to ask the Lord, pastor. To let me walk in the place that no man has ever walked. He had the courage that he made it his prayer. That he wants to go in waters that no man has ever gone in before. The Lord is not afraid of that request. But the question is, are you going to be ready to pay the price of letting go of that boat? Ladies and gentlemen, you hear me tonight. Everybody in this room, if you think that you have seen it all in the kingdom, you are absolutely wrong. We are just scratching the surface of this thing. We are just scratching the surface of the kingdom of God. We think that we've really arrived when we see angels and when we're talking in tongues and we get the goosebumps. But ladies and gentlemen, there is so much more, so much more for us to see in God. But the issue is, is nobody is willing to pay the price that it's going to take for you to do something no one has ever done. If you are going to do something no one has ever done, you're going to have to pay a price that no one has ever paid. And it's not going to be comfortable, and it's going to be scary, and it's going to worry you a little bit, and you're going to get your eyes on the waves every once in a while. But honey, let me tell you something. When you make Make up in your mind that you're going to pursue him with everything you have. It's the best decision that you will ever make in your life. 
God responds to hunger. And the great thing is, is you don't have to understand it all. You don't have to comprehend it all. How many of you were not raised in church your whole life? High majority of this place. You know the thing that really breaks my heart is those who were not raised in the church who really believe that they have to be coming to church for a certain amount of years to be used of God. It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. You know why? Because no one in this room will ever be good enough. And nobody in this room will ever have it all together. And if, if you came up to me right now and you told me, well, Brother Jordan, I have my prayer life in order, I'd call you a liar. If you told me that you've got this whole thing figured out, you'd have to find an altar of repentance for a lying spirit. Because the truth of the matter is, is none of us are perfect and none of us are going to get it right 100% of the time. I'm just speaking real with you tonight. You want me to hoop and holler tonight and I get that. But we need some, re we need some reality in this room tonight. Hear me, you're not going to have it all together. You're not going to get it right. You're not going to pray every day. You're going to mess up every once in a while. But your mistakes does not mean that God can't use you. And your lack, and your lack of knowledge does not mean that God can't use you. My Bible tells me tonight, my Bible tells me in the book of Mark, and these signs shall follow them that believe. It does not say that they will follow them that have it all together. Be seated for just a minute. It does not say that these signs will follow them who are perfect. It does not say that these signs will follow them who have been in church for more than 10 years. The Bible says that these signs shall follow them that believe. Everybody say, I am a believer. That means if you believe, these signs are going to follow you. I feel the spirit of revelation in this room tonight. You hear me. I know that the devil wants you to believe that you're not good enough, but he's absolutely right. But we serve a gracious God, and we serve a merciful God, and he wants to use you. He wants to take you to levels, and he wants to take you to depths, and he wants to take you to places in prayer that no man has ever gone. And I don't, I don't know why I feel this right now, but quit believing that you are living in generational curses because when you're baptized with the Holy Ghost, every curse is broken off of your life. Every chain is broken. You don't have to relive what your mom lived. You don't have to relive what your dad lived. You don't have to have marital issues like your parents had. But you can change. You can change. 
So don't let the devil lie to you and say that God can't use you because that's not the truth. Because these signs will follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Here's what I want you to know is that the depths of the Holy Ghost is for everyone who believes. Someone lift your hands right now and give God praise in this house. Be seated for just a minute. Peter allowed his hunger to drive him to a place of such desperation for more that he had to let go of the boat and ladies and gentlemen if you will allow your hunger for the deep things of God to drive you until you have to do more until you have to pray more when it begins to drive you to those levels then you will begin to build an altar and pray until you break through your flesh and you begin to walk in the spirit of God and if you will reach out in hunger God will not deny you God will not deny you. i got to get off my notes for just a minute. I feel an unction in this room tonight. I want to tell you about a vision I had last year. I think I shared it at the youth revival that we had a few months ago. But I feel like sharing it again in this room. See, the Lord talks to people in multiple ways. Some people hear the voice of God. Some people see writings on the wall. Some people have visions. Other people have dreams some have a just a soft little nudge in their heart and however you hear the voice of God is not wrong but the Lord speaks to me in visions and I was praying one night in an all night prayer meeting because I'm so hungry for the Lord I'm so hungry to do things for him and it's not so that any glory can get to me but it's because I want him to be exalted and him to be magnified but if there's a door open in the spirit I want to walk through that door and I was getting so frustrated. I was getting so frustrated because it seemed like I was going as far as I knew to go. And I would get to the same place every time. And I wasn't seeing anything in my life that was growing. I wasn't seeing anything new developing in my walk with the Lord. And I began to pray one night with tears streaming down my face. And I would be lying to you tonight if I said I was not angry at the Lord because I was doing everything I knew to do I was doing everything I was taught to do I was praying I was fasting I was praying I was fasting and I prayed I said God I want to know why I feel stuck and the Lord took me into a vision and in the vision I was swimming in the middle of an ocean and I was looking down in the ocean and it was crystal clear like you could see all the way down in the bottom but the issue is is there was no bottom 
it was a never-ending ocean. And the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me, and he said, Son, swim down. I tried to swim down, and I swam down to a level, and I saw the words written in tongues and interpretation. And I came back up. And I realized that the Lord was showing me levels of, in the spirit. And I said, Lord, what are you trying to show me? And he said, swim down. I tried to swim as hard as I could. I got down to a level. I'll never forget it. It was written, the gifts of the spirit. And I came back. I began, I began to cry. I said, God, I've been here before. I've experienced this before. He said, swim down again. I swam until I didn't have any more breath in my body. And I got down to a level. And I saw, I saw with my own eyes the angels of the Lord at this level. And the words were written, angelic visitation. I said, God. God, I've been here before. I know what this is like. But God, I want to go further in you than I've ever been. Why can I not go further? He said, son, look what you're wearing. I looked down on my chest. and I was wearing an orange life jacket with the words carnality written on the life jacket and he said I'm not the problem you are the problem and we want to go deep in God but we refuse to let our carnality die on that altar we want to go deep in God but we want to live like the world we want to talk like the world we want to listen to the music that the world listens to I know this isn't popular preaching tonight but we want to watch the movies that we know we have no business watching and we're begging God to go further but there's only so much he can do until we, we rip that life jacket off and the Lord told me in that vision. He said, rip the life jacket off. I I undid that life jacket and I began to swim. I began to swim down in this ocean and I don't, I can't even begin to tell you some of the things that the Lord has allowed me to see and he told me, he said, Dylan, if you will get rid of your carnality, I will take you to places that you've only dreamed of going. I'm going to tell you tonight that the reason you feel like you can't go any further is because you're holding on to the boat of carnality. But if you would just let that boat die tonight, you would go places that you have never been before and you will experience things you have never experienced before. Who wants to walk in the deep realms of the Spirit? Come on, raise your hand if that's you tonight. Raise your hand if you want to go further in God than you have ever gone before. I'm going to tell you what's getting ready to happen in this room. Everybody stand with me. I'm coming to a close. You want to know, you want to know what you have to do 
when your carnality gets the best of you, you've got to get up of a morning and try all over again. Because, sis, we're never going to be perfect. Never. We're never going to get it right. We're never going to have it all together. We're never going to do what we know that we need to do. That's why that the Apostle Paul wrote this weird rhyme when he said, That which I wish I could do, I do not, and that which I wish I didn't do, I do. But you want, you want to know what else that he said? He said, I die every day. And some of you in this place are living with condemnation because of your mess-ups and your hang-ups. But I want you to know that the enemy that you feel like is holding you back, whenever that giant falls, it's going to be the thing that you put your foot on to go to the next level. It, it's going to become a ladder for you. Just like when David faced that giant, that giant was no match for the destiny that was on David's life. And you might be fighting that giant of addiction or you might be fighting that giant of carnality. But when you kill that thing, it's going to become your ladder to get where God is trying to take you. I'm going to tell you what's getting ready to happen tonight. I feel so strongly in the Holy Ghost that the Lord is getting ready to impart some things to us. I'm not going to impart to you because I don't believe I have anything to impart. But I know the one who has everything to impart. And he's about to impart hunger into you. And he's about to impart the spirit of prayer into you. And he's about to impart the spirit of fasting into you. So here's what I want you to do. I want some help getting this pulpit up here right now. I want to get out of my way. If you desire tonight to let go of that boat, I want you to run to the front as quickly as you can and get ready for what the Lord is about to do in this room tonight.